Hey, everybody. This week's episode is something that we learned about from a friend who grew up in Puerto Rico. And believe it or not, a lot of the people there are still without water or power over 100 days after the hurricane. These are our fellow citizens, and they still need our help. So if you have the means, please consider making a donation. We'll post a link in the show notes this week where you can find out how to help. Okay, let's start the show. Hey. Yes. Remember that song that you were all about when we were at California Adventure? And you are like, oh my god, I love this song, it's so cute. What song? The Mi Burrito Sabanero. I don't know what that is. It's all, tiki 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 tiki. Yes! Tiki tiki tiki. I remember. Yeah, well, that's the name of it. Now you know. <laughs> and knowing okay. it's half the battle. Cool. Mike and this is Steve and we don't know what we're doing and this week we don't know Dia de los Reyes Steve why don't we know Dia de los Reyes well probably because this isn't something that we did growing up yeah same here we didn't uh, celebrate it or uh, really acknowledge it I guess yeah Mm -hmm. I think I had actually only heard about this maybe one time before um at Disneyland in passing oh really yeah oh but it's uh, a random place to hear about it. Yeah, I know. Well, they have a whole celebration for this now, I found out. Oh, really? Yeah. But we just found out about this uh, fully this weekend mm-hmm. because uh, our friend Mariana, um, we had a Christmas present for her, and she was actually in Puerto Rico with her family for the, for holiday. the holidays. And so she wasn't here. And she suggested that we get together January 6th for Three Kings Day. And we're like, cool. <laughs> yeah, we were basically like, whatever. Yeah, that sounds fun. I don't know what that is, but yay. Yeah. And uh, come to find out, we learned about it. And yeah. we also did some, we looked up some uh, information to get even more history and yeah. uh, details about it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. This one turned out to be really interesting. Mm-hmm. A big swim through history on this one. Yeah, I learned a lot. Yeah. Steve, didn't you list, uh, look up the history about it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, it's funny because this is sort of, uh, it turns out to be a celebration of the whole story that you kind of learn growing up in, in church and at Christmas. So this is the story of, you know, the three wise men that go to greet baby Jesus after he was born. Mm-hmm. So the whole story is there were three kings, and the three kings specifically represented Europe, Arabia, and Africa. And... Um, they had seen a new star appear in the sky and they knew that that was signaling the birth of baby Jesus. And so they did this really long travel and it took them 12 days to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they traveled by horse, camel, and elephant. Oh, okay. That's where the elephant comes in. Exactly. I I always wondered. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so these three kings and their names were, now I didn't grow up knowing their names, so I'm going to probably botch this, Mm -hmm. but. Uh, Melkor, Casper, and Balthazar? Yep. Okay. Uh, So they arrived by these animals, and they brought um, the gifts. And so, you know, growing up, I always knew that the gifts were gold, frankincense, and myrrh, Mm -hmm. but I never really knew what those were. Me neither. I I mean, everybody knows what gold is, of course. Mario Mario collects them. (laughs) Gold coins. Uh, Yeah. 
Uh, and frankincense, I assumed, was just sort of incense. But then myrrh, I was like, I don't know what the hell that is. So turns out that the three gifts in the story are significant. So the gold, um, which is just, you know, your regular element, um, that symbolized that Jesus was going to be of a royal standing because he would be the king of the Jews. Mm-hmm. The frankincense, which is just like, you know, the incense that you burn in the Catholic Church and yeah. ceremonies and all that. Um this was symbolizing his divine existence because mm-hmm. he was a miraculous birth in the, the Son of God. Birth. Yeah, yeah. And then myrrh, this one was weird. Mm-hmm. So myrrh was like a perfume used for embalming dead bodies. Yeah. And it symbolized that, uh, it symbolized his mortality and that he would eventually suffer and die. Yeah. Like, did they know that? I, I read that part too, and I was like, did they know that? I know. Like, I why? Know. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. Seemed, that was a really weird one. Crazy, right? Yeah. So anyways, so it took them 12 days to get there, um, and this is where we get the the 12 days of Christmas. Is it is, really? Yeah, and that's something I had no idea about. I know you joked about it when, like, you you know, you mentioned, yeah. like, oh, I wonder if this is exactly. where it came from, and yeah. wow, that's yeah. super interesting. So, um, so that's the story. And so then I started looking up into the actual history about, like, when did this actually become a you know, a tradition, a celebrated thing. And the earliest thing that I found online, um, this was around 200 AD, uh, Clement of Alexandria. uh, He had written down that uh, Christians in the Roman Empire were celebrating Christ's baptism around January 6th. That's sort of like what it translated to. Hmm. So... I mean, Clement knows all. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. but the earliest reference to this, uh, like as an official feast of the Christian religion, was several years later, well, a lot of years later. So in AD 361, um, by Amanius Marcellinus, I'm totally botching that name too, but he was a Roman soldier and historian. And so he had written down that um, this was Christ's birthday and his epiphany. And that the celebration was also celebrating the baptism. Mm-hmm. So that was really interesting. So I was researching on that part, and I had a bit of a trouble following the line of how it got from, from the story of, like, born on December 25th, mm-hmm. and, then, and then they got to him on January 6th. And so over the years, I think the dates just sort of fluxed a bit is what it kind of looks like. So the Latin church, which is, or the Western church, Roman Catholic church. Mm -hmm. Um, So originally they celebrated Epiphany as an eight day feast or an octave. And that was from January 6th through the 13th. And this followed what they called Christmas tide, which was the 12 days from December 25th through January 5th. Okay. Uh, then in 1955, the Pope changed it, and now Epiphany is not an octave, I guess, but is a holy day of obligation. Yep. Uh, yep. Which I didn't know even know what that was, but it's that basically means it's the day when you, you gotta go to, go to mass. Yeah. Yep. Or else so, you get in trouble. Yeah. By God. So I'm still not a hundred percent clear on how the switch, but there's a lot of bits and pieces in here. I, I read a bunch of different websites about. Uh, the history of this and how it became going back and forth between the birth or the baptism versus the day that the wise men got there. And mm-hmm. it's not really clear. So maybe it's just lost in history. Isn't there something else that has eight days? Hmm. Of gifts? Hanukkah, you mean? Maybe. 
Wait, what does that have to do? I with don't it? know. Just because Hanukkah Hanukkah is not always at this time. Sometimes no, it's no, really no. early. Yeah, I don't know. But it's eight days of gifts, yeah, or... could be. Hmm, interesting. So, anyways, then I was wondering, well, how come we don't celebrate this like as a mainstream in the U.S.? Like our friend Mariana, she grew up in Puerto Rico, um, but in the mainland U.S., we don't really celebrate this. I feel at least mm-hmm. I I never did, and you said you hadn't. Mm-mm. Um, Except for the day of obligation, we had to go to church. But yeah. Other sure. than that, it was like I probably didn't yeah. pay attention but then, to what was happening. But then Sorry. friends like uh, your friend Bernice, who was on the show before, mm-hmm. they did celebrate this. Yes. Uh, so it was interesting. For the kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I started looking up this a little bit, too. Um, and it looks like the, uh, <laughs> in the 50s, that same pope like separated this official feast or separated the baptism from the birth and it kind of got the story a little bit depleted. Um, And then on top of that, at a certain point in history, the church officially adopted December 25th as the official like day of Christ's birth. But then the Eastern church, so that's basically everybody but the Roman Catholic church Mm -hmm. still considers it the sixth. So there's still kind of a split on this, which is why I think it's a little bit confusing there. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why you look super puzzled. Yes. Well, I'm still confused about all this <laughs> Catholic religion stuff. It's foreign to me. Uh, but um, turns out that just sort of like all the secular traditions from the 19th and 20th century just sort of diluted this a little bit. So things like the Charles Dickens stories that were really popular in the 19th century. Uh, Santa becoming a big thing, um, you know, all this kind of secular stuff just sort of put less of a focus on this big um, twelve days Religious of Christmas holiday. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. Plus, you know, the fact that the you know calendar year just sort of creates a perfect end to a season for retailers. Mm. So, as we've talked about on the show, yes, it's a whole season of buying now. So, yeah, it's just really interesting how we haven't uh, haven't really done this as a, a big mainstream thing in the mainland u.s but it still is in huge other parts of the of the world yes so all almost all of uh, central and south america lots of parts of europe including spain mm-hmm. this is still like the predominant way that you celebrate christmas which was super interesting i had no idea that this was like such a big thing me like, neither all over the place yeah and i'll talk about a little bit of that in a bit okay um so I thought that was what was kind of cool was the um, the the idea of giving gifts because you know the whole story was the three kings bringing gifts for baby Jesus mm-hmm. right little so, baby Jesus yeah and so just like you know the traditional Christmas which we've talked about already on the show um, you know gift giving is a really big part of this um, so folks that are celebrating like the 12 days of Christmas and Epiphany and all that, this Three Kings Day is the traditional gift-giving day. Uh, And it's predominantly throughout Central and South America. Like, that's the big gift day. So Mm -hmm. our December 25th, that's not the big day uh, in a lot of the world. Um, And then in a lot of countries, family members will line up their shoes uh, (laughs) on the evening of Epiphany so that the Three Kings will come and leave little gifts inside. Oh, inside of of it? Yeah, inside the shoes. So in some countries, uh, like in South America, the shoes are lined up uh, beside the beds or sometimes uh, out at the door of the home. Mm -hmm. 
in central Mexico, sometimes the families will set up all their shoes in the right around the, the family's nativity scene. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, you had the little nativity in your living room or whatever growing up. Mm-hmm. Families will kind of put it around like that. In northern Mexico, sometimes they're actually left underneath the Christmas tree. So yep. it's kind of interesting, like these little things. Um, it's said that a lot of kids will write um, letters to the, the wise men or the three kings, kind mm-hmm. of like you write to Santa to get uh, to request gifts and things like that, too. Yep. Do you uh, read anything about them attaching them to balloons? No, tell me. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, so I was reading in some parts of Mexico that uh, they, the little kids write the... It's like big celebrations and plazas, and mm-hmm. the little kids are able to write their letters to the Magi, or the Three Kings, and then attach them to this balloon, and the balloon like lifts them up into the sky so that the Three Kings can receive their messages. Oh, that's fun. That's really cool. Ha! Huh. That's cool. And then... <laughs> So then this was another, this was a tradition that uh, Mariano was telling us. Um, in Puerto Rico, a lot of families will put out a box of grass. Yes. So this is to like, for the camels, so that when the Magi come through mm-hmm. on their camels, that the camels have something to eat. And kind of like horses. how you leave Santa for cookies. Cookies for Santa. And the horses and the elephants. And the horses and the elephants, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought one other interesting thing was that in some families, uh, rather than just one big gift at the end at Epiphany, some families will actually give one gift for each of the 12 nights of the 12 days of Christmas. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I like that. I like that, too. You already got a lot of gifts this year, though, so. <laughs> yeah. So, and then along with this, I guess... Um, I know we're going to get it into like the traditions that we celebrated and stuff, but I found just a little bit of other information about other traditions that kind of go on around the world along with this that aren't necessarily like the, the gift giving. Okay. So these are just kind of interesting. Um, so I was reading about chalking your door to bless your home. Did you, Ooh, did you read about I this? I didn't read about that. So this is like on the, I think on the eve of Epiphany, um, families will get chalk, and sometimes it's uh, done at the church, so the priest will bless a whole bunch of chalk, mm-hmm. and then families take this chalk home, and you kind of write it above the threshold of your door. You write, it's like a combination of the year, and then the letters CMB, which were the names of the Magi. Oh, I but, see what they did there. But it's also short for like a Latin phrase, I guess, that translates to like, Christ bless this house or whatever. Huh. So it's kind of interesting. interesting. Question. Yeah. Do you know why they're called Magi? No. All right. It's not magic, although it seems like magic, right? I was always curious about that. I was like, are these people magic? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so Magi is plural of magus. Okay. Meaning a member of a priestly caste of ancient Prussia. Interesting. So they were kind of referred to as like the wise, the um, like astronomer type of priestly guys and that's why they, they were, were called kings that. i mean kings can be smart i guess so yeah they don't need to be you know that's dummies. true that's true yeah but i thought that was super interesting that i was finally yeah. figured out why they were called magi huh yeah i hadn't heard about that either uh let's see what else um oh so in some countries uh on the day of epiphany it's the day that your christmas tree is taken out of the house 
Um, and actually, in a lot of countries, I guess it's bad luck to leave up Christmas decorations past the twelfth day. <laughs> yeah, I read something about that. The de- decorations have to come out, or else, yeah, yeah, it's bad. Or yeah. I don't know if it was a sin, but yeah, yeah, definitely not good. Um, and in a lot of places, your Christmas, everybody brings out their Christmas trees, and they have a big bonfire, and it's like a celebration of the town. Huh. And I was reading that that actually used to be a big tradition in the U.S. too. Can we go outside and burn ours no. and have a bonfire? No, we live in oh. San Jose. We're not doing that. Okay. Uh, and then. Um, it kind of tied in with colonial America with wreaths. Do tell. So along with the uh, chalking your door, mm-hmm. you would also put wreaths on the door. So in colonial America, each home in like a town or a village would have a wreath on it. And they were made of, you know, green uh, green leaves, kind of like we have them now. Mm-hmm. But they were also filled with fresh fruit. And then on the 12th day, they were taken down, and the fruit was consumed as part of the big uh, feast, the big Interesting. meal. And at that time, fresh fruit was really hard to come by, so it was considered like a big gift. Huh. Which I, if you think about it, makes sense of why fruit is such a thing at Christmas. You got fruit cake, you've mm-hmm. got all kinds of, you got cranberries strung up on the Christmas tree. Those expensive pears. Those expensive pears from Harry and David. Yeah. So good. Oh, they're tasty, but they're mm. so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. It's like $10 for a pair. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Um, so speaking of food, why don't you talk about what did we eat? We ate delicious things. Yeah. Mariana made us an amazing meal. She uh, said that she does this, their family does this as tradition. Mm-hmm. Her uh, mom's been making this for a while, she yeah. said. Uh, she made pork loin cooked in beer with gravy. Oh my God, it's so good. Yeah, it was real good it's like slow cooked and i'm excited to finish this podcast because then we so can we go, can eat, go eat the rest of it yeah <laughs> uh she made arroz con gandules okay uh rice with pigeon peas okay yeah which that was so good yeah the peas looked very interesting because i couldn't tell they looked kind of lentilish they were yeah like squishy. a little bit firmer than normal peas yes. maybe yeah but they were tasty so good mm-hmm. it had like a gravy on it oh the gravy holy god so good. so good yeah yeah But then there's another traditional food that a lot of people eat um, as part of this day, which we didn't eat, but Mm -hmm. I know it's a big tradition. And I think you looked up stuff for that. Yeah, I have that information. Uh, And Mariana said that they didn't eat it. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. uh, She said a Mexican thing. But I read that it's Yeah, because this is a part that I actually have heard about. In other places. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so why don't you talk about that? What was this called? All right, so... uh, the tradition, uh, the food tradition that I looked up was the uh, rosca, mm-hmm. rosca de reyes, or rosca. Uh, basically, it's a king's wreath, uh-huh. but it's a, a pastry. It's like a sweet bread mm-hmm. in the shape of a wreath with uh, you know uh, different decorations on it, and also has dried fruit mm-hmm. on it. So that's what's funny because you talked about how yeah. the wreaths had fruit. Yep. Uh, and did you find out why the wreaths had those like was it just to put it on there as a gift or? well there was a couple different things when it was like larger fruits it was like a gift thing but then um smaller fruits like little berries and they said sometimes like apples uh and nuts often they would be something for the animals like the birds on the door uh, because it was like a harsh winter time but no symbolism of what like that meant? not that i saw oh, okay did you so, find something yeah well not for your wreaths okay. but for the wreath cake okay the uh, rosca uh the they also had like dried candied fruit on it, and that fruit was symbolizing of the jewels in a crown. Oh, so the wreath was a crown. The wreath that represent King. Oh, I read two things. It represented King Herod's tra- uh, uh. crown. Who King Herod was 
the king that was chasing after uh, Mary and Joseph. Okay. It was trying to, you know, not let baby Jesus get born. Yeah. Uh, so the wreath in this case was representative of his crown. Huh. The candy fruit in there were jewels in the crown. Okay. And then also inside of this sweet bread is uh, a little baby Jesus like figure. Right. And there's uh, some, not history, but there's some uh, tradition with that. Mm-hmm. And I know you read some of it too. Yeah. Uh, but it was uh, whoever gets the baby Jesus has to host a party on February 2nd. Right. Which is Dia de la Candelaria. Yeah. I think. Or Day of the Candlemas. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't or think we ever celebrated it candle, candle Day. Yeah, I don't think we ever celebrated it. I had legit never heard of this one. Uh, but we can talk about it in a few weeks. We we'll, will. We'll look up sure. some information about it. Because it's, it's really the Mike and Steve Talk About Holidays show. Traditions. It's okay. Traditions. Ah, Secret Wild ah, Traditions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, and you read something about the that people have to make the tamales for Yeah, I, re- I read that like one variant of the tradition is if you get the baby Jesus in your slice of the cake, then you're on that day, the candle day or whatever. February 2nd. Yeah, you're responsible for making tamales for the entire family. <laughs> Which, if you've never made tamales before, that's a lot of work. That is a lot of work. I Especially if want. you have a big family. Oh, yeah, I would wow. not want to do that by myself. Yeah. Crazy. So yeah, did y'all was... have the cake? Did you eat the cake at all growing up? I don't remember. It could they might have had it at church. Yeah, I don't remember the cake. I remember friends would have it, or like uh, some people would have it because they okay. would have the uh, little baby. They would be all yeah. excited about getting it, right? Or not wanting to get it. I don't yeah. know. There was something about that. But also, it reminded me of the king king cake from uh, Mardi yeah, Gras. Totally. So it's that's kind what of I thought about similar. Too. Yeah, in that aspect. Yeah, it also reminded me of like. Um, I forget what's for. I think it's for Easter. Yeah, Easter. In Portugal, um, Portuguese culture at Easter, they have a whole thing with baking stuff into a cake. And it's like a, it's an egg. So you make a uh, like sweet, sweet bread, Portuguese mm-hmm. sweet bread, which I eat all the time. Mm. But they bake an egg into it for Easter. Huh. Yeah. And what happens if you get the egg? I don't know. I, I always just would eat it. <laughs> oh, is it edible one? Yeah. Because it just oh. bakes in there. Okay. Well, the little baby Jesus is not edible. No, I don't it's think. plastic. It's a little plastic piece. Yeah. Which kind of worries me because if it gets cooked too hot, it's going to melt. And I'm sure they've perfected this over the centuries. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you got any more info? No. No? I'm all dried up. That's it. Aw. Well, I think you touched on a lot of the stuff that uh, I was going to mention about Mexico. Okay. Uh, how it's a, traditionally a day for Mexican uh, children to receive gifts. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, you know, not as much as uh, Christmas Day. Yeah. Uh, that they give the letters out and they send it up in balloons. Mm-hmm. That they uh, oh, did you see anything about how uh, like men dress up as the three wise men? No. Yeah, men dress up as three wise men, and I think this goes back to that um, uh, plaza, like the big celebration mm-hmm. where uh, they're like instead of Santa Claus, they're celebrating with the three wise men, and they yeah. get their pictures taken, and like it's a big thing. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And let's see, what else did I see? Oh, in Mexico, bakers make a, a rosca that's a mile long. Oh, yeah. I that's saw crazy. That. Yeah. That's that's a lot of bread. And it's like everybody goes and eats it, like mm-hmm. as a big community, right? Yes. That's cool. And I also read something about uh, if you're going to go visit Mexico during this time, Yeah, uh, you can take some gifts with you or some books mm-hmm. because, you know, a lot of Mexico is not very, they're very poor. Mm-hmm. 
and you can take some little gifts and whatnot, and you can talk to the hotel or the resort you're staying in and see if there's local uh, places to donate. Oh, that's really cool. These gifts too. Fun. Yeah. So, yeah, we talked about that. In Spain, apparently it's a really big thing, too. Mm. It's a big celebration. They have big parades. I saw this lady that was, it was almost like a Cirque du Soleil thing. Really? Where she was, like, suspended from a balloon and doing, like, a dance in the middle of the street. Wow. Yeah. So, apparently, it's really legit out there. That's uh, fun. On a day of the the King Day. That's cool. Yeah. They also do their own rosca. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's a little different. It doesn't look as sweet. Like uh, the Mexican one has uh, a lot of like sugary coatings and stuff. Okay. And uh, this one didn't have as much. It looked kind of just like a sweet bread, gotcha. brown sweet bread. Uh, it's also round, like the uh, the wreath. Mm-hmm. And uh, I read in that case the little fruit that's on it is uh, signifying the wise men's clothing. Oh, interesting. Instead of the King Herod huh. aspect. Huh. Okay. And what else? Uh, I read uh, Puerto Rico. It's one of, you know, Mariana told us that it was one of the biggest uh, holidays and celebrations that they have. Yeah, because she was saying that growing up, Christmas was like uh, the start of the season. Mm -hmm. And that uh, King's Day was the big finale. Like that was when you got your big gifts and everything. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I was reading that good kids got presents, of course, Mm -hmm. and candy, and bad kids got charcoal or dirt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would be really sad if I got dirt. Gatito would get some dirt this year. Aww. He's been bad kitty. He has been bad kitty. Not really. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, and also it was funny because our friend Mariana was telling us that uh, we needed to get a box full of grass, mm-hmm. and I had no idea why we needed to do it. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. So it was super interesting to like finally figure out like yeah. why why we needed the grass we yeah. didn't even ask her yesterday <laughs> totally you're right well we didn't even have grass either because we don't have a lawn yeah so i was like squeezing branches off the dead christmas tree and like trying to pull the needles <laughs> to make grass that was sad oh we should have put it outside did we you put it outside have. no i put it she told me to put it under the tree oh uh, okay i guess in her house they put it under the tree gotcha yeah um let's see so other places that celebrate uh dia de los reyes um czech republic Mm -hmm. syria in germany Mm -hmm. uh they do a traditional event where a tailor with a hot flat iron must cross the west vesser river without wetting his feet okay that's sounds complicated yeah i mean i guess it doesn't freeze that river doesn't freeze so usually it's in the boat but Mm. still okay it seemed very specific specific yeah (laughs) interesting I found another tradition over in Europe that I forgot to mention. Ooh, okay. I have I have two more things. Okay. Maybe it'll Yeah, let it'll me do this there. one as the finale because it's like, what the heck? <sighs> I bet it's one of the ones I have. Okay. Okay. So uh, Turkey, Bulgaria, Greece, and Albania, uh-huh. they uh, the Orthodox Christians jump in freezing water to receive to retrieve wooden crucifixes. Whoa. Yeah. And there's pictures of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I'll share that with you later. Okay. Uh <laughs> And also, uh, Italy. Okay. This one was really, really interesting. Okay. Mine's not Italy, so. It's not. Hit oh, me. okay. Okay. Well, this one, men dress as La Befana. Okay. What's that? An imaginary woman that brings gifts to children. So she's basically like their Santa Claus. What? But she's this imaginary woman, like this older woman that brings gifts to How children. How funny. Yeah. I thought that was super interesting and funny. Yeah. 
but yeah, and again, it's like they don't really do the Christmas thing. Yeah. It's, this is the day where yeah. the gifts come. Yeah. All right. You want to hear the weirdest one I found? Okay. There's a small village in Portugal. <laughs> I forget what the village's name is. There's a small village in Portugal where for Epiphany, parents buy their children. Are you ready? No. Packs of cigarettes. What? Children as young as five are encouraged to smoke a pack of cigarettes with their family over the couple of days of celebration. How many days are we talking here? I think it's over like three days. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that. wait. How many How many cigarettes are in a pack of cigarettes in Portugal? I don't know. Oh. I've never smoked. Hmm. Ten? I don't know. I mean, in Portugal, maybe it's different. I don't know. But it's just in this small, small village, and <laughs> it's a centuries-old tradition, and no one knows why they do it or what it symbolizes. But they still do it. On Epiphany only. What? And it was like a whole controversy this year, I guess. There's a whole bunch of articles about it, interviewing the town residents, and mothers are basically saying, you know, uh, we know smoking's bad, but it's only for three days, and they don't really know how to do it. They don't really inhale the whole thing. It's fine. <laughs> Can we send them the cigarette gum? Yeah. That's like smoking. <laughs> right? Remember the cigarette gum? Yes. I used <laughs> so to get that at Jelly Belly Factory. It was so nasty. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, you thought it was cool and good, but it was not. It was know. not. Oh, it had yeah. no flavor. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. terrifying. Is the village Marlboro? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was some super small village I had never heard of. American I thought it was spirit. interesting. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I thought this whole thing was really neat. And mm-hmm. kind of goes to show that uh, tradition is super important, you know? Yeah. Um, because you really, you tradition in general, you kind of, you only learn about it through, you know, your family. And... My family definitely didn't do this. I guess yours didn't either. No, not that I can remember. Yeah, but apparently this was a big thing even in the U.S. years ago. So interesting how traditions have kind of morphed over time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think about it. We've even started changing it now with my family as as we've become the the old farts in the family. <laughs> helping out the kids and stuff. So Well, it's also interesting, too, because, uh, like these traditions continue like um i know i read and uh some stuff about like puerto rico and mm-hmm. how they were still continuing the tradition even though some people still don't have water and water power. power yeah i mean our friends from mariana's family just got wa- um power yeah uh, was it on s- saturday it was the day before so i think friday they on finally the got it yeah, yeah they finally got Finally got it. Yeah. After, after 103 uh, days or 107. something? 107. 107 days. 107 days Isn't that of no power. Can you imagine? No. And some people on the island, a lot of people on the island still don't have it. Or yeah. water. Or running water. Yeah. Just bonkers. I hope I hope they get that taken care of. Somewhere. I know. It's terrible. Well. But, but uh, it was great to celebrate. Like, uh, yeah. I, introducing this to us. Yes, exactly. Great. That's why I said to her, um, you know, when she left, I was saying, thanks so much for introducing this to us because I, I would love for this to be a, an additional new tradition for us. Mm-hmm. You know, we can do the Christmas thing with our families, but I would love for this to be like a friend's holiday tradition because mm-hmm. I thought this was just so fun. 12 days of uh, gifts. Yeah, and that it keeps the season fun. going. And, and it, it was funny. It gives because... me an excuse to have my Christmas tree up another week. <laughs> but you have to take it down. Yep, and I did. I took it down. You took it down today, though. We're going to have bad luck no, for seven years. Today. Oh, it's the seventh crap. Yep. No, well. Yep. I tried to take it down yesterday, and she said I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the funny thing yesterday was that like we had all these gifts that we hadn't give, given our friends. That's right. And she had gifts for us, and yeah. they had gifts for us yeah. as well. So it was funny how it was a gift exchange. It was. 
So, it was a fun evening. It yeah. felt, it almost felt like the holidays again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was well, neat. It still was. Well, I mean, yes. It was the end of it. Yeah. The but, official uh, close. You know what it does start? What? It starts the beginning of carnival season. Oh. Carnival. Does it? Yeah. And it continu- continues through Fat Tuesday slash Mardi Gras. You know what my favorite part of Fat Tuesday is? Tuesday? No. It's the terrible chain called Fat Tuesday that's like terrible slushy <laughs> alcohol. Oh, so good. Mm, yum. Slushy. That's the only redeeming part of Las Vegas. Is it? Slushy alcohol. Have mm. you ever been to Mardi Gras? No. Uh, I know you used to go though, right? Yeah. Uh, Galveston has a, a Mardi Gras. Yeah. Mardi Gras. It's uh, the third largest Mardi Gras, I think, oh, wow. in the U.S. That'd be cool to go check out. Yeah. I don't want to go to New Orleans for it, but I'd like to go, I'd go to Galveston for it. Ooh, booking those tickets. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. Oh, get on there. Okay. All right. You got a credit card. <laughs> Better get on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was super fun. It was. Super interesting. Learned some stuff that no idea about. Or yeah. I mean, I went, down a, I went down a research spiral with this one, and I was struggling with how to condense it down to something that was manageable for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, this, it turns out, out the, the, the history of this is super complex, and the traditions are really complex across all the versions of Christianity. So it took a while to narrow this, but this one down. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up for the week. This was a short one, but a good one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed a little shorter ones other than like last week's. Yeah. No more two-hour episode nonsense. No more two-hour. I re-listened to that episode, and I'm sorry, everybody. That was not our best. Yeah. It was a wrap-up, though. It was. We didn't have one the week before. No. And we were on a roll talking to each other about it. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I was just bored because I listened to it the second time. Maybe. Well, hopefully y'all weren't too bored with that. Uh, We'll try to keep them down really short. Yeah. Not super short, but... Keep the feedback coming about the show. Yeah, let us know what you're thinking. Um, Ideas for shows. Yeah. Uh, If you want to chat with us, maybe we can have you as a guest. Maybe. Maybe. If we knew how to prepare for this. Wait, we kind of prepared today. We did. (laughs) All right, well, let's wrap it up. All right. Music for the show is by Adi Goldstein and Dimitri Banoff, and our opening vocal is by the great Chad Gonselmo. Thanks, Chad. Special thank you so much to Mariana Ortiz-Reyes this week for educating us on this awesome new tradition. And feeding us and delicious us. food. Yes. Mm. And thanks so much to all you guys out there listening, liking, subscribing, all that junk. We really appreciate it. Until next week, have a good one. The True Whisperer returns. Oh, God, that's right. He recorded more of me. And there's going to be more tree whisper coming soon. Yes. Good be, Lord. Be, be aware. All right. Looking forward to it. All right. Talk to you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.